We begin the Gemara today on the bottom of Daf Hey Amit Beis, seven lines from the bottom of the Amit. Bar Hedya. So the Gemara brings the story Bar Hedya, boy la suya gita. Bar Hedya wanted to deliver a get, be a shliach, to bring a get from Medina Sayam to Eretz Yisrael. So Osalika made Ravachi. He came to Ravachi, and the Gemara says, Who was he? Agite. He was appointed and taking care of matters of Gitten. Rashi here brings the Gemara in Kedushin says, that you have to know the halachas very well in order to be involved in making, doing the halachas and preparing a get and so on. So Amalei, he asked Ravachi, Tzorachatolamed al-kol ois ve-ois. Again, Amalei, Ravachi said to him, that is, Tzorachatolamed al-kol ois ve-ois. You have to stand and be present for every letter that the get is being written because you have to testify. Befonai nechta, befonai nechtam, that it was written in front of me. So you got to be there for every single letter. He came in front of Ravami and Ravasi and asked him about this. And they said to him, It's not necessary for you to be there by every single letter. Rashi says you just have to be there for the first line, just for the beginning. Once you see there at the beginning that the get was written Lishma, so then it's not necessary to, be, to stand there and to be there when the entire get is written, which could take some time. And furthermore, he said, if you, you may think and say, you know what? Let me be stringent about this matter. I will be there for every letter of the get that's being written. But he says, no, don't do so. Because because then you will cause that there should be a bad rumor about other getten that were brought and the shliach did not stand there for every letter. And people are going to say, oh, that get was possible. Look, because you're here and for every single letter. Rabbi Barbachana, I see Gitte, Rabbi Barbachana delivered a get from Chutzlaretz. So Palga Yichtuf Kameh, half of the get was written in front of him. O Palga Lo Yichtuf Kameh, half of the get was not written in front of him. Osla Kameh, Rabbi Lazar. So he came and asked Rabbi Lazar about this, whether it's enough that only half of the get was written in front of him to be able to deliver it and testify. Befonai Nichta, Befonai Nechtam. Omalei, and Rabbi Lazar told him, Afilu Lekosov Boy Elishita Achas Lishma. Even if it wasn't written just one line, Lishma, in your presence, Shuvin it's not necessary anymore to be there for the rest of the get. And Taisus of here explains that the reason is that even if you didn't see only one line being written, Lishma, so then there's an assumption, there's a chazake, that the Seifer writing the get will write the rest of the get, Lishma. He's not going to get distracted with something else and then continue writing this get for some other purpose, for practice, or maybe for some other person. The assumption is that the continuation of the get was also written, Lishma. So you can testify before Nechta. Ravashi Oma Ravashi says, Afilo, even less than this. Afilo came Kolmisa became Megilta. Even hearing the sound of the of the quill or the pen that's used and the sound of the parchment. And then you heard the Sefer saying that he's writing it Lishma, that's good enough as well. Rashi has two pshatim in this. One pshat is that he heard the sound of the Sefer preparing the parchment and preparing the pen. And while the Sefer is preparing it, he hears him saying, I'm going to be writing now a get, Lishma, for this woman, for this man. And that, that's enough. If you walk out of the room and then you see the get prepared, you can, you can say, this get was written in front of you, Lishma. Another pshat Rashi says that he heard the, the, the sound of the writing. On, the, on the, pen, the pen and pen and paper, he heard this actual sound of the writing, even if he didn't see. But he heard the sound of the writing, and he heard the Sefer saying, I'm writing a get l'shma. That's also enough. Tan Yekevasei de Ravashi, we learned, like Ravashi said, in Abraisa. Hamevi get me Medina Sayam. Ashleach's delivering a get. Afilahu be bayis ve Sefer So even he, the Shliach, is in the 
first first floor of the house, and the cipher is on the second floor, or the opposite. Who baliev cipher bebayis? The shliach is on the second floor, and the cipher is downstairs. Or Or if the shliach that's going to be delivering this get is coming in and out all day, he's not there the whole time. Kosher. Either way, it's going to be kosher. So what does this mean? If he was in da- downstairs and the shliach was upstairs, so what that means is even if you didn't see, you just heard. You heard the cipher with a pen and parchment, and he's saying that he's writing the get l'shma, that's enough. So, explains, if you're downstairs and the cipher is upstairs, but you haven't seen anything. How could you testify that you know it was written l'shma? So this must be like Rav Ashi explained. You heard the sound of the pen and the parchment that the get was being written on, and that's enough. Gemara now explains the last part of the Braise. The master said here in the Braise, Even if he was coming in and out all day, kosher. It's kosher, you can testify. Now, what did this Braise mean? Man, who's walking in and out here? Is the Pshad and the Braise that the Shliach is walking in and out? Why does the Braise have to say this? If the Braise first said that if you're downstairs and the Seifer is upstairs, you haven't seen anything. So Amrit Kosher, in such a case you say that it's Kosher to deliver this get. If you entered into the room and you saw the Seifer riding the get and you heard him saying, I'm riding this get Lishman, and you come in and out, in and out. So it's, do we need to say that in such a case it's kosher? You were in the room itself, you saw him actually riding the get. Hello. No, he was there at the beginning. Or he was there, it doesn't matter. He was there at a certain point when the get was written. Did, did he hear? The first word he was saying, yeah, yeah. he heard him say. Oh, here also he heard. He must have heard him say. If he didn't hear anything about the Shema, then obviously there's nothing to talk about. He didn't hear anything. He heard and he was coming in and out. So rather, it can't be that it's the shliach coming in and out, because that's already understood from the previous case. We're talking here about a cipher that sat down to write a get. Then he picked himself up and went out of the room. Then he came back in. So it's talking about the cipher coming in and out. Says the Gemara Pshita. Still, it's obvious that the get is is good is, is written lishma and this, and the shliach saw this and he can take it. If a seifer sits down to write a get, and then he has to get up and walks out, and comes back in, and walks out again, and so on, doesn't write it all in one go. Is a problem with the get that's being written in this way? Why? Says the Gemara, yeah, it could be a problem. The case here is the nafak l'shuke. He didn't just stand, walk out to make a coffee or to go somewhere. He went out to the marketplace. He went out into the street. And then he came back. He came back a half hour later. So now, I would think to say there's a problem here, because maybe in Maybe somebody else found this cipher and va'amalei and said to him, "Would you write for me a get?" And he comes back in and he continues writing the get, and he's not writing it for the person that he originally began writing it for. He's writing it for someone else. So you would think, same the same name, yeah. (laughs) So you would think that maybe something changed along the way because he he met someone else in the street. So kamash malon, that's the chiddush here. When a cipher writes a get, even if he makes a half hour break and he went out to the store, the get we still assume that his when he comes back to write the get. He's writing it for the same person with the same intention of the Shmok. Kamash Malon, that the get is kosher. Itmer, we learn the following argument. Bavel, what's the halacha with a get that's being written in Bavel? So here, the Gemara, as Tasis explains, is talking about a get that's written in Bavel, and it's being delivered from one Medina to another Medina, from one area, from one country to another country within Bavel itself. 
So what's the halacha? Over here, there's this requirement of the shliach to testify. That it was written and signed in his presence. Does that apply? Rav Amarav says, Ke'eretz Yisrael Gitin. Bavel has the same halacha as Eretz Yisrael regarding Gitin, and there's no need to testify at all. Shmuel, Omar, Shmuel says, Ke'chutz that Bavel is like the rest of Chutz and you do have to testify regarding the kashas of the get. Says the Gemara, Shall we say that the argument of Rav and Shmuel is based on the reason of why you have to say, the argument we had before between Rav and Rav, what, what the point is? Rav's opinion is that the problem was that people were not proficient in the halacha of Lishma. So therefore in Bavel that doesn't apply because Vahani Gemidi, the people in Bavel, they were well versed in halachas. They had a lot of yeshivas there and a lot of batidinim there. So they know the halachas. So therefore he says that it's like Eretz Yisrael. But Amar Savar and Shmuel's opinion is the issue with a get coming from a distance is that you don't have the edim available to verify the signatures. So a get being brought from one location to another in Babel, so you don't have the edim available to testify about their signatures. So therefore, Shmuel says you do have to say that it was written in front of you and to, to verify the signatures. So the Gemara doesn't accept this explanation. Is this a good explanation? We said already before. Rabbe that says that the reason is for Lishma, he was just adding besides the reason that Rabbe said. He also agrees to what Rabbe says, that there's a concern about the fact that the Edim are not available to verify the signatures. Everybody agrees that that's the distance itself is an issue. So why would Rabbe, why would Rabbe that is say that in Bavel, you don't have to testify for this get? Ella says the Gemara, different shot. The Kula Alme, Be'inon Lekaimai. Everybody agrees that we have here a get that we want the shliach to testify to verify the signatures, so, so there should be no problem later. So what's the machlek is based on? Rav Sovar, Rav's opinion is, Kivin the Ikim is because in Bavel, they have the yeshivas that everybody is learning. That what Rashi says, they have yeshivas in different locations in, in Bavel. One was in Sura, another was in Erda. So, and the Talmidim, the students are traveling and going from one yeshiva to another. So Mishkach Shichichi. So therefore, there are people that are always found coming from one place to another. So even a get that's delivered in Baba from one location to another, even if it's distant, it doesn't matter. We can rely on the Talmidim that are going from one place to another that will know and will be available to verify the signatures. So therefore, you don't have to have any testimony by the Shliach. Shmuel Savar, but on the other hand, Shmuel says that Misifte, the fact that you have these yeshiva students that are learning Teireh and going from one yeshiva to another, Tridi, they are learning Teireh. And they don't recognize signatures. They're not doing any business. Right? They don't uh, follow and see and, and know people's signatures. They're not uh, proficient about these things. So therefore, people do not uh, know signatures. And just like in any other place, in Chutzlaretz, a get brought from one location to another that's distant, you have to testify about the signatures. Itmer Nami, we learned as well in, the, in another place where this uh, concept was brought up regarding Bavel, and we see this pshat as well. Omer Omer Rabbe said in the name of Ravona, Asinu atzmenu bebavel ke'eretz Yisrael We considered ourselves in Bavel for the halacha of delivering a baget to be like Eretz Yisrael. And when was this? Michi Rav This was when Rav came down to Bavel. So what's the Gemara proving from here? So Rashi explains that from here we see that the Rav's shitta that you do not have to say is not based on the fact that they knew the halachas of Lishma. 
Because that did not happen only when Rav came down to Babel. Rashi brings from the Psukim that by the Churban, when Yidin came down to Babel, they came down to Babel much earlier. Nebuchadnezzar was, was Gaila. He had the Yidin exiled to Babel even before the actual Churban. So there was Yeshivas and Talmud HaChachamim in Babel much earlier on. But nevertheless, then they still required to say because there wasn't the traveling from one place to another in Babel. When Rav came to Babel and he established the Yeshiva, then there was more travel from one place to another. Then Rav said that at this point, we don't have to say anywhere So we see that the main point of here is the fact that that people are available to, to, to recognize the signatures and verify the signatures. So the, the, the Shliach doesn't have to testify about this. Okay, the, um, here the Gemara here, when it says Bavel, this whole thing about Bavel, the Raghachavah says on this Gemara that really Bavel was never included in the original Takana that's mentioned in the Mishnah. If you remember, Rashi in the Mishnah said, Lebar mi Bavel. Bavel is excluded from the whole Takana. So really both Rav and Shmuel agree that Bavel was not part of the whole Takana. Now the Gemara is, is bringing this argument, true, Bavel was not part of the Takana, but what was the actual halacha that the Chachamim at that time established in Bavel outside of the regular Takana that we had before in the Mishnah? That's, that's the Pshat here in this Gemara. Okay, the Gemara now continues and asks from what it says in our Mishnah. How could you say that Bavel was outside of the Takana? But Moshev Rav Yirmiya asks from what it says in our Mishnah. The Mishnah gives the borders of Eretz Yisrael to say where the Takana applies and where it doesn't. And Rav Yehuda Yehuda said, Meirekem lumizrach. That on the east of Eretz Yisrael, Rekem is the city that's outside of Eretz Yisrael, where if you bring a get from there, you're going to have to testify about the kashas of the get. And Rekem Kemizrach, Rekem itself is the city outside of Eretz Yisrael that has the halacha like Medina Sayyam. Now on the south, Me'ashkelein Ledorim, from Ashkelein going down to the south, and Vashkelein Kedorim, the city Ashkelein itself is outside of Eretz Yisrael. And on the north, Me'akai Litzofen, from the city of Akai, on the, on the north, and Akai is outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's the north. So if so, our question is, if the Mishnah is giving these clear borders and it's telling you that on the north, from Akai, anywhere further out north, it's all outside of Eretz Yisrael. So Bavel is on the north of Eretz Yisrael. How do we know this? When the Pasuk talks about the Churban, it says, that the bad, the Churban is going to come from Tzofen, which is from Bavel. And the Tanan, and what did we learn in our Mishnah? Rab Meir, Rab Meir said, Akoi ke'aretz Yisrael legitin. That only Akoi, which was right near Eretz Yisrael, and actually part of Akoi was in Eretz Yisrael. So Akoi, which is right near Eretz Yisrael, so that's considered still to be like part of Eretz Yisrael for a get being brought to Eretz Yisrael that you don't have to testify before it, before it, But that's only Akoi. Fafil Rab Meir, so Rav Meir is saying that in the north, only Akai, so part of Akai was outside of Eretz Yisrael, but it was so close to Eretz Yisrael, so therefore, a get brought from there is like part of Eretz Yisrael. But Babel, that's further out in the north, it's, it's, it's far. You don't have to say, So how can we say here that when it comes to Babel, that Babel over there, it's like Eretz Yisrael itself? That's what Rav said. It is the Medina. True, but, but nevertheless... In Eretz Yisrael, in Medina le Medina, you also don't have to say So in Bavel, if it's outside Eretz Yisrael, it should have like Medina Sayyam, that from one place to another in Bavel itself, you should not have to say, you should have to say, that's the Allah. So the Gemara says, who, Maisivla? 
Rabbi Yirmi asked the question and he gave the answer. That when it says in our Mishnah, all of these borders, it's excluding Babel. Because Babel was different. Babel was a place that they had yeshivas over there and they had the people there, all the Yidin were there and so on. So Babel is, is, is different and that everybody knows it's different. So even though the Mishnah is giving us the borders, everybody understands that it does not include Babel. Now when we say Bavel, what exactly is the borders for Bavel? Just like Eretz Yisrael, we had the borders, so what are the borders of Bavel? So Rav Papa, so Rav Papa says, Just like the Gemara in Kedushin discusses also the borders of Bavel because it's relevant to know for the Yichus, for lineage. The Gemara in Kedushin says that someone that comes from Bavel has the best Yichus. And the yichus is negay for different halachas, even better yichus than in Eretz Yisrael. In Babel, they were very careful, they knew who they married, and the yichus was very good. So over there, there's an argument in the Gemara there, exactly what are the borders of Babel. So the same borders that, are, that they speak about and argue about there, applies here regarding a get. Rav Yasef Yasef says, There's an argument about Yuxin, what the borders are. When it comes to a get, everybody agrees. Ad arba tinyana de gishra that it's the, it's the uh, bridge that there is over the, I think it was over the Nahar Paras, the Euphrates River. So there's the second arch of the bridge by the Euphrates River, I guess in those times, everybody knew exactly where this bridge was and where this arch was. That's till where Bavel extends. Now Rav Chizde, uh, regarding Bavel itself, Rav Chizde matzrich me'aktisvay lebei ardesher. Rav Chizde required a get that was delivered from Aktisvain to a place called Ardashir, he required that the Shliach delivering the get should testify to say But the other way around, from Ardashir to Aktisvain, he did not require to say So what's the, what's the difference? Says the Gemara Leimer, shall we say, the Pshat and this is, because he held the only reason you're testifying is to tell us that the get was written Lishma. And therefore, what he, what he held was that the get that's being brought from Ardashir to Aktisvain, he didn't require it because the people of Mibay Ardashir, they knew the halacha. The people from, from Aktisvain did not know the halacha, but the people from Ardashir did know the halacha. Says the Gemara, that, that's obviously not the explanation, as we asked before already. But Tizbara, could this be what he was saying? But is The reason, according to everybody, even Rabbi is not just to verify that it was written Lishma, but also because of the distance. Because we have to verify the signatures. So what difference is there in, if, from one, if it's, you're talking about two locations? Why are you saying that in one direction you do have to testify, and in the other direction you don't? <laughs> so the Gemara explains, Elo, the Pshar over here is, the Kula Alme, Ba'inan Lekaimai. Everybody agrees that the reason the Shleich is testifying is because you have to verify the signatures. What's the difference? But Vahani, Kivin, the Ozli, the The people of Ardashir, they go to Aktisfain, to the marketplace. Aktisfain was the city, the place where there was a big marketplace. So again, the Azul the Shukila Hassam, they go there to the marketplace. So therefore, Hanach Yadi, Bachsimis Yada, Dahani, the people of Aktisfain know the handwriting, the signatures of the people of Adishir that come to them. They come there to Aktisfain and they buy things and they buy things on credit and they give documents, a star, to, to, for the people of Aktisfain to hold on to until they come back and pay up after they sell their merchandise. So they have their documents always in their possession and they're very acquainted with their signatures. So therefore, a get that's being delivered from Ardashir to Aktisvain, 
There's no reason to have to say because there are Adam here in Aktisvain that know the signatures of the people of Ardashir. So when there'll be a problem with the get, you won't have to go anywhere. People right over here recognize the signatures. But But on the other hand, though, the people of Ardashir that come to Aktisvain in the marketplace, so you may think, well, if they are always visiting Aktisvain in the marketplace, so don't the people of Ardashir know the signatures of the people of Aktisvain? The answer is no, they don't. And why not? My time in Bishukaya Tridi, because they're busy in the marketplace. They're there to buy their merchandise. They are not getting any documents from the people of Aktisvain because they're the ones that are buying on credit. They're the ones that, are, that have to put their signatures on a document because they owe money. But the people of Aktisvain themselves, the people of Ardashir that are visiting there to buy merchandise and never get to see their signatures, their handwriting, they're just there to buy in the marketplace. So therefore, a get that's delivered from Aktisvain to Ardashir, so in Ardashir itself, they don't know the handwriting, the signatures of the people of Aktisvain. So therefore, the Adam won't be available to testify, so you're going to have to have the Shliach testify about the, the signatures. Rabbe Baravue Matzrech, Rabbe Baravue required a get that was brought from one place to another in Bavel, Me'arse La'arse, from one row of houses to another row of houses. Rashi says you have a big street, a big Rishus going in between, and there was a row of houses on one side and a row of houses on the other side. So a get that was delivered from one side to the other, that's enough of a distance that he required to testify that because it'll be hard to find the Adam on the other side of the street. Rav Sheshis required even a get that's being brought from one neighborhood to another. Now Rashi here says a neighborhood is not necessarily a whole huge neighborhood. A neighborhood could be just three houses. A get that's brought from this one little area of three houses to another area of three houses, you have to testify for this get. Mm-hmm. And Rav required even within the same Shechunah itself also to say, because not, not necessarily do you know, who the, who, where, where the Edom are, to have the, the signatures verified. Rava is the one that said, that the issue is that no Edom are available. If Rava would hold that the issue is that you have to verify that the get was written Lishma, okay, that we can understand. But to say that in the same Shechona, there's just three houses right near each other and the get was written there, what is the concern that these people won't know that you won't be able to find the Edim to verify their signatures? Answers the Gemara, here, where, where is this all this speaking about? In the city of Mechuzah. That's where Rava was the, the Rav. So in the city of Mechuzah, Shani B'nai Mechuzah, the city of Mechuzah is different than other places. The Naidi. The people of Mechuzah are always traveling around. They don't know the, the signatures of their own neighbors, of people amongst them. They're doing business always going overseas or going to other places. And therefore, they don't recognize the signatures of the people amongst them. Taisvis over here says that actually, according to this Gemara, in today's world, it's also the same thing that Bismana Zetaisa says, whenever, wherever you're bringing a get, you're going to have to say, because... People today are, we, we live life today like B'nai Mechuzah, you know, your, your neighbor's uh, signatures. And people are busy with other things and people are going from one place to another. We don't live that kind of a lifestyle where we know each other's signatures. shared the following story. Rav Kahana brought a get and he said this get that was delivered from one location to another was in Bavel. Was he delivering the get from Sura to Nerda? These were two big cities with uh, big yeshivas in them. Or Nerda Sura. 
or the other way around, was he delivering the get from the Dara to Sura? He came to Rav and he asked him, does he have to testify? So he asked him, Do I have to or do I not have to testify about this get? Rav told him, as we brought before, what Rav's opinion about this is in Bavel, It's not necessary for you to testify about this get. But then he told him, V of this Ahanis. But if you will do so and you will testify about the get, then your your edus as a shliach will be accepted. You'll be trusted. Sigmar explains, what does this mean? My of this ahanis. What does it mean that if he will do so, if he will testify, then it'll help, it'll be effective. The that if he testifies about the get. And the, the husband himself will show up later and challenge the kashras of the get. We're not going to pay attention to him. So even if, in a place, when it comes to this takana of chazal, that you must testify, there are two chidushim here. Number one is the obligation, that you must testify. And if you don't, as we learned before, the get will be puzzled. And number two, that you're trusted, even though you're only one aid. You're not to aid him. Still, if you testify, you trust it. And even against the husband when he testifies, when he challenges the kashas of the get later. So Rav is telling him, in, even in a case where you're not obligated to testify, but if you do, you have that trust that a shliach has, that we said before, made the gdayek, a shliach is very particular to know that it was done right and we trust him. And even if the husband will be ma'ad and he'll challenge, you'll be believed. So there's still a benefit of testifying. As we saw, we learned the story in Abraisa. There was a story with an individual, Shahevi Gat Lufnei Rabbi Shmuel. He brought a get in front of Rabbi Shmuel on Malai, and he says to Rabbi Shmuel, Do I have to testify about this get that it was written and signed in front of me or not? On Malai, Rabbi Shmuel asks him, From where are you bringing this get? So he says to him, Rabbi, my Rebbe, Mikfar Sisoi Ani. I'm coming from Kfar Sisoi, which is a place right near Eretz Yisrael, a village near Eretz Yisrael. Amalai, so Rabbi Shmuel tells him, You have to testify that it was written and signed in front of you. So that later, if the, if the husband comes and challenges the kashras of the get, we shouldn't have to then go and find Adim to go against the words that the, that the husband is saying. That's what Rabbi Shmuel Paskin. So after the Shliach that brought the get went out, Nichnas Lefanov Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Shmuel student came into his Rebbe and Amaloi, he asked him, Rabbi, I don't understand why you said that he must uh, testify about this get. Kfarsisoi was a village that's, uh, it's true, it's physically out of the border, but it's absorbed into the area of Eretz Yisrael. We learned about this before, right? When you have an area that's surrounded from all three sides with, with Eretz Yisrael. And not only that, and this village, Kfar was closer to Tzipayri, which is a city in Eretz Yisrael, even closer than Akai is to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, he said, let's, let's see what it said in our Mishnah. Or Tanan, in the Mishnah, it said, Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, Akai, even though it was physically outside Eretz Yisrael, but it's considered to be like Eretz Yisrael regarding Gitin. I mentioned before, it says that half of Akai was in Eretz Yisrael, and half of Akai was out of Eretz Yisrael. So it's so close, and therefore it's like, it's, it's like part of Eretz Yisrael for Gitin, even the outside part of Akai. In our Mishnah, 
the Rabbanon said that Akai is considered to be outside of Eretz Yisrael for Gittin, but they're only arguing regarding Akai. Elaba Akai de Merchaka, which is a little further. Avo Kfar Sisoi de Mekarba, Kfar Sisoi, which is even closer because it's surrounded from all three sides. So, like for sure, the Rabbanon will agree that you do not have to testify when you bring this get. That was his question to Rabbi Shmuel. Amalai, Rabbi Shmuel answers him, Shtaik, Bini Shtaik, my child, be quiet, you're wrong. Once I gave this heter that the shliach can say and will be believed for this, so the heter was given. In other words, what he was t- telling him is he didn't mean to say that he's obligated to say the shliach is not obligated because he's bringing it from a place that's so close to Eretz Yisrael, it's like part of Eretz Yisrael. What he was saying though is if the shliach will testify, his testimony will be accepted and trusted even against the error of the husband. That's what he was saying to him. So the Gemara now asks, isn't this understood from the language that Rabbi Shmuel actually said before? Why was Rabbi Law even challenging this? Rabbi Shmuel clearly said, he didn't say to him, you must say and otherwise the get will be puzzled. What he clearly said before was, testify about this get so that later if the husband challenges, we won't be stuck with having to find Adam. So he said clearly that that was the point, but it wasn't an obligation. So the Gemara explains, true, he did say this, but that Rabbi Loi, though, did not hear the end of Rabbi Shmuel's statement. He just heard that Rabbi Shmuel said that he has to say, so he thought that he was telling him that it's an obligation. So therefore, he asked this question. The Gemara now comes back to Bovel. So before, we had the argument between Rab and Shmuel regarding Bovel. That was a discussion regarding a get being brought from one location to another within Bovel itself. Now the Gemara brings a, a, a machlekes regarding a get that's being brought from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. Shalach le Rabbi Vyasa le Rabbi Vyasar sent the following halacha. Rabbi Vyasa was in Eretz Yisrael. And he sent the following halacha to Rabbi Chisda. Gitten a bomb a get that's being delivered from there, from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. It's not necessary for the Shliach to testify about the get that it was written and signed in front of him. So the Gemara wants to explain why not. Leme, shall we say, Kesova, his opinion is, the only issue is that people don't know the Allah of Lishma, but in Babel, since there's a lot of yeshivas, everyone knows the Allah. But Babel is definitely a place that's distant enough from Eretz Yisrael that we should be concerned about the fact that there's no Adam available to verify the signature. So it must be Rabbi Yasa holds that the issue is just Lishma. And Vahani Gemidi, in Babel, they know the Allah. So again, the Gemara reminds us and asks, if it is better, could this be the explanation? We already said that Rabbi agrees to Rabbi's reasoning that we are also concerned about the fact that the Adam are not here to verify the signatures. Ella says the Gemara, the Kula Alme, the Inu Lekaima. Everybody agrees that we're concerned about having the Adam available to verify the signatures. So why, if you bring a get from Babel to Yisrael, is there no issue? The key in the Ike Rabbe, the Salki Venachsi, but because from Babel to Yisrael, there are many that were going up and down from Babel to Yisrael. So Mishkach Shrichi, it's available to have people that will be able to recognize the signatures. I think these were the two centers of Teireh in those times, Babel and Eretz Yisrael. And people were always going from one yeshiva to another, from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, to learn Teireh. Amar Rav Yasef, Rav Yasef argued in this. And Rav Yasef said, Man Leimelon, who can tell us that Rav Yasar bar Samchu, that Rav Yasar is a reliable individual? 
Rabbi Yasser is not brought in Shas anywhere. I believe this is the only place in Shas where Rabbi Yasser is brought. So he wasn't a known uh, Tana. So Rabbi Yasser was wondering, who's this Rabbi Yasser and who says we could even rely on him? So maybe there's no Dalach. Rabbi, Yasser, Rabbi Yasser says, no, a get brought from Babel to Yisrael, you do have to testify before an Yisrael. Yeah, yeah, he did. He sent. He sent a din to Rabbi Yasser. He says before, he sent the Dintra of Chistet to tell him this halacha, that you don't have to testify. So Rav, Yaz, so Rav Yasef is arguing and saying, we can't trust him. And then Rav Yasef says, I'll prove to you that Rav Yasser does not know halacha. Why? Because he's also the individual <laughs> that sent to Rav Yehuda the following thing. The people that are leaving Bavel and they come to learn Tayyar and Eretz Yisrael, they're not doing a good thing because they're married. And really, they should not leave their wives alone. And hang kaimu ba'atzmam, they are fulfilling in themselves what it says in the Pasuk, ba'yitnu ha'yelet ba'zayna ba'yalda mochri ba'yayin. They leave the child to, for znos, for inappropriate behavior, and they leave the, the daughters, they, they sell them for wine. And ba'yishtu, and they drink. What does this mean? So Rashi says, if they're married, why are they leaving their wives alone? And they're not being mekayim, the mitzvah of piri yiviribya. Meaning that the children, to have children is something which is very light and not important in their eyes. Like, like leaving your children to be in the street. So they're not having children in the first place because it's not important to them. So they should stay and have children. They're married already. That's Rashi's Prada and the Gemara. Now what was the problem? How did we see that Rav Yasser did not know Halacha? The Kosav lay below Sirtut. He wrote this Pasik and he did not write the Pasik with Sirtut. Well, now what does Sirtut mean? Sirtut means when you write a Pasik from Tanakh, and according to most Rishayim, or some Rishayim here maybe, say this, that this is only when, it, when you write the words of Tanakh in the Ksav Ashuri, in the Ksav, in the lettering of the Torah. You have to first etch into the line, the lines, like you have in a Sefer or in a Mezuzah, where you etch the lines, and then on, on, on that or below that, you can write a Pasik. And he wrote this Pasuk here, and he wrote it without certainty. He didn't etch into the lines. And Rabbi Yitzchak had said, If you're writing just two psukim from, a, from a, two words that is from a Pasuk, so then you could write it without the Sirtut. But if you're writing three words, then you must have Sirtut first. Or we learned, you can write three words of a Pasuk without Sirtut, but four you can't write without Sirtut. And he wrote it without this sirtut. So that shows that he does not know the halacha. So there's a very big discussion here in the Taisus about this halacha of sirtut. Taisus over here brings that really the halacha of sirtut replies to a mezuzah. That's where, that, this, this is Taisus' opinion. The halacha of sirtut is really only regarding a mezuzah. And by a mezuzah, every single line, you must do sirtut. And a sefer teire, Taisus' opinion is, you don't have to have the sirtut on every single line. You only have to have the sirtut on the top. The pile today, our minig is we have the sirtut in every single line. The Arishayim that say Rashi holds that you do have to have sirtut in every single line, even in a sefer teira. And Taisus over here explains that sirtut is really a halachal emoisha misinai that that's the way it has to be written. But over here, this halacha that Rabbi Yitzchak is saying, Rabbi Yitzchak was saying that the sirtut just has to be one line etched on the top of the page, so that the pasuk that you're writing should be written nice and straight and beautiful for the covet of the Pasuk that's being written. It's a different thing. This is a Takan of Chazal, not the Halacha L'Moshim Yisinai. That's uh, how Taisus learns the singing over here. Kapanim, either way, there's a Halacha that you have to write it with Sirtut, and Rav Yasa did not write the Sirtut. So Abaye tells Rav Yasef, this doesn't prove that Rav Yasa does not know Halacha. Because first of all, is can you say that anybody that does not know this halacha of Rabbi Yitzchak is not a great person? 
If Rav Yasser makes a mistake in a halacha in something that's logical, so we see that he doesn't think straight. So, so I, that I give you. That could be true that we can't trust him if, if it's something that in a svara he makes a mistake. But ha, Gemari, this Allah of Rav Yitzchak, this is a tradition that he learned from his teacher, this Takana, and Gemari Leishmiele. And this, uh, this Allah, he did not know. And it's, it's possible that even a great uh, person like Rav Yasser did not know this Allah. Furthermore, he says, Rav Yasser is an individual that the master, the Eibishter, revealed to him a secret regarding a pshat and a pasuk, regarding a pshat and a story. The, how do we know this? Which pasuk was this about? This is the pasuk where it says, And his pilegesh was mezana on him. That's a simple translation that she had, uh, she was mezana. But here the Gemara explains that it doesn't mean literally that she was Mizana. This is, this is a story in Nach, a very sad story in the end of Sefer Shaftim, where it talks about the story of Pelegesh Begiva. I'm not going to go into the whole story by Riches now. But in the end, this woman, Nebuch, got killed. But the whole story began with the fact that her husband was angry at her. And because her husband was angry with her, so she ran away from her husband. And because she ran away, then she ended up traveling back with him. And in the end, she got killed, the, the people would defile her and were mazana with her. But it all started with the fact that her husband got angry at her. That's how it started. That's what it means here when it says, Vatizna all of Pilakish. She was a Pilegish. A Pilegish is like a, it's a marriage without a ksuba. So what, what exactly did she do that her husband got angry at her? It wasn't literally znus. She wasn't mazana literally. So what does Vatizna mean? Rabbi Yasa Omar Zuv Motzalot. Rabbi Yasa says, he found a fly. Gemara is going to explain exactly what this means. The husband found a hair. So this is, this is the argument between Rabbi Yasser and Rabbi Yenison, what exactly the husband got angry at her about. So we see how great Rabbi Yasser was. Rabbi Yasser found a Leo, and Omale, he says to a Leo and Novi, What is Hashem doing now? So Elio Novi tells him, Hashem is learning the halachas of, or the psukim that is of Pilegesh Begiva. And what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying? Hashem is saying, My son of Yasar translates the meaning of this pasik as follows. My son Yainisin translates it so. In other words, the two opinions of how you learn the pshat of the pasik. so Hashem himself is saying this. God forbid, Hashem himself is saying that there are two opinions how to learn this Pasuk. Hashem doesn't know what the meaning of this Pasuk is. Both of these opinions are true. Because what happened? So this husband, Zvuv he found a fly, but that was not enough. He wasn't particularly, he didn't get angry on his wife about the fact that he found the fly. Nima Matza Vihikpid. But then when he found it here, that's when he became very angry, and that's when his wife realized how angry her husband is, and she fled from him. Now, what exactly was happened over here? The fly or the or the here? So Rav Yudah says, Zvov Bekaida. The fly that it says here was found in the plate of food. She served him food, and the, there was a fly, and that's what that's what he got angry about. And Venima Ba'isamakim. And the Nima that it says it here was in that place in marital relations. So the Rashi says that the hairs are usually removed and therefore there was a hair there and he was upset about that. So the Gemara explains, what does this mean? Zvov miyasusa. A fly in the food, it's, so it's despicable, but it's something that he was able to tolerate. So he was angry, but not so angry. So she didn't uh, run away from him. 
But Vinima, the fact that there was a hair in that area, Sakanta. That he said, that's a danger. The fact that the woman removes the hair is in order not to cause any danger for the husband. So therefore, he got angry about that. And he was really angry. And that's when she ran away from him. This is one interpretation. Ikadamri, another interpretation here is Idi Idi Bekaida. Both the, the fly or the hair was in the plate of food that she served him. Zvov Ainsa. But the, the fly, that's, that could happen. That, that's, that's not out of her control. She prepares the food and the fly flew into the food. So he got angry, but he wasn't so angry. But Vinime Shiyusa. But then when there was a hair that was found in the fluid, the hair doesn't just fly in. That's something which is her own negligence, and that's when he got very angry, and that's when she fled from him. Okay, so based on this, the Gemara says, here we see this whole terrible story of Pelegesh Begiva all began with the fact that she fled from her husband that was angry at her. So Omar Avchister, Avchister said, based on this story, A person should never throw extra fear or be intimidating in his home. The whole story that later happened with this woman that fled from her husband and later on when she was traveling back with him, she ended up getting killed. It all began because Hitl Allah Baila Eme Yiseida. It's because her husband was so angry at her and then she, she ran away from him. And then the end of the story was Tens of thousands of Yidin got killed over this because the this, this story then happened there in Shevet Binyamin when they killed her and then all the Klal Yisrael came with the war to fight and they killed out most of Shevet Binyamin. All as a result, how did it all begin? With the husband that was too angry at his wife. Hair and a fly. <laughs> yeah. Amar Rav Yehudel Marav, Rav Yehudel said in the name of Rav, Kolamatel, Eme Yisere Betoich Beisoy, a person that is, 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 gets too angry in his house and his wife, Soy Fubal Lidei Sholosh Avedis. In the end, he can cause, he can come to the three most harshest Avedis, Gili Arayis, Gili Arayis, and that can then Rashi explains, because what could happen is, it could be a time in the middle of the winter when the mikveh is very cold, and his wife has to go to the mikveh, and she's afraid of it, she's intimidated, or she's, she's afraid from the husband, and she's afraid to tell him that she did not go to the mikveh. And so she tells him, yes, I went to the mikveh, but really she didn't. So he comes to be over on an avail of Gilead Ayas, or Shvichis Damim. It can cause Shvichis Damim, like what happened over here. His wife had to run away from him. What Ashi says, a person's wife could have to run away from him, and she can be running somewhere, and she can hurt herself and kill herself. And the Chilol... And the Chilol Shabbos, or she could also come to Chilol Shabbos, because sometimes she'll light a candle, or she can cook even after it's Shabbos, because she's afraid, what if I don't have the food available for my husband? So therefore, a person has to be very careful and sensitive with the way he deals in his home, with his wife, and with the family. That's what we learn from this story. Careful hairs and flies.